Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, High Life. In the year 2008, I lost my virginity and haven't been celibate for more than a matter of months since. And if you count wanking, days. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Matt? I, I think I had a dry spell somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, we've, there's some dry spells in this high life, which is today's movie. Yeah, I literally knew nothing about this until I pressed play. Maybe the person listening knows nothing about you. Who are you? I'm Luke. I'm Matt. Welcome to our sci-fi sanctuary. Sanctuary, yep, that is high life. The movie's from 2019. 18, I think. Hmm, Maybe. I th- maybe I, maybe it got an American release in twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, probably, and then yeah, Because yeah. this is, we we love to do French art films here in the Sci Fi Sanctuary, like, like the Fifth Element and this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, this was a request mm. from friend of the show Andrew. We did the black hole, and we were oh yeah, we have the crazy doctor and some space madnesses. If you want some real space madness and some real crazy doctors, get into the high life. So here we are. When you mentioned, oh, yeah, this is a film Andrew's into, blah, 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 I just assumed it was going to be older. Why? I don't know. Well, because the other one we've done with him is Black Hole, right? Well, he's a cinema writer, though, so yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. sees all the new stuff. And because I hadn't heard of it. Yeah, right? I hadn't I, either. So, so it didn't occur to me that it was going to be like a very recent film starring Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. Yeah. Well, it's, an issue. I, I, it's sci-fi. Do we also qualify as, like, psychological horror? Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. But, um... I didn't feel scared, though. I just felt bummed out. That's what we with the psychological horror. Yeah. I mean... Th- 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 it's horrifying, but it's not horror. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think it is listed as a horror. Yeah. Sci-fi horror. Well, people might show you the, the toy duck and tell, tell you where on the toy duck this movie touched you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Long and dark and depressing and boring. <laughs> There's a st- in a very deliberate way. Um, maybe I was just not in a good enough mood to watch such no, a film. No, the director... Um, oh, God, her name... Julie... No, that's the actress. Claire something? Yeah, it's it's a name Davis, that sounds Claire like, Davis? No, it sounds like another name, but spelled a bit funny. Yeah, that's how... Anyway, her thing apparently is movies that are kind of like plot, story-wise, kind of wafed around, but has a distinct atmosphere like an emotional atmosphere so this definitely had that this definitely had that and it's one that i don't know how long you want to sit in that particular atmosphere um they're in space they have no atmosphere so i guess they got that going for him but uh <laughs> claire dennis dennis i was but it's so dennis close with one n ah that's where i was getting thrown off there okay um i think yeah, this, 2019 in japan mm, i think this is our first sci-fi sort of film i mean I'm just Sorry, I thought you like, said our first sci-fi sort of film. This is our first sci-fi film. Here on the Sci-Fi Sanctuary, episode 20-something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I believe it is. Yeah, so she's sort of an atmospheric, you know, art house director. Mm. Um, this film getting some exposure in the States due to its cast in great part, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we will obviously do, the, do them as we do. Yeah. Um, there's kind of a strain of these films recently, though. Not, not her. I'm, I'm, again, this is... Um, Dadness's first sci-fi, I believe, but um, there's kind of a spate of these films. Um, Beyond the Black Rainbow, I think, is a notable one from several years ago. Hmm. Are you familiar with that? Nope. Speaking of um, those NK Ultra references, it's pretty strong on that. Okay. Um, anyway, if you went to watch that, you'd probably have a, a similar uh, feeling of loss of soul afterwards. Hmm. <laughs> 
I, I watched some of it, and then I jumped around because I couldn't handle that movie. So I guess I could, I could at least handle this one. Usually when I watch movies, I'll do... I've told you, one week I watch one movie, one next week I watch the next movie, like, over, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a night. Right. Um, this one, I think I did the first two chunks, and then I had to just go and start The Matrix for a few evenings. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came back and I, I finished it. Right, I started watching it last night, fell asleep, and finished watching it this morning. But, yeah, it's slow. It's very, like, it's well shot. It's very well acted. But it's just slow and, like, no one is likable. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just grim. Also, you made a joke um, a couple of films ago that Forbidden Planet was a penal ship full of sex offenders. <laughs> and now we're literally watching a film about a penal ship full of sex offenders. That's unreal. So, uh, I'm trying not to jump too hard into the actors yet. We'll definitely get into it. But Robert Pattinson's character isn't necessarily unlikable. He's dead inside. Yeah. Well, he's, it's, he's someone who's been brought up in the system, right? Yeah. But I think we found out that he committed his, cri- his original crime as a child. Right. And he's just, yeah, well, the prison system does this to people, right? Yeah, so morally, you know, he's, he's not unlikable. Like, he's a, he's a straight-up guy, and once he's all basically alone, he tries to do the best, I guess. He's just, he's not fun. Yeah. I mean, he has a few lines and stuff, but... So, the thing I... The director's quote, I believe, was something like... The, the movie's very non-linear, of course. Mm. So, he wanted to start with, like, kind of this, uh, you know, like, Calicon thing with father and daughter, right? Right. Like, it actually maybe even feels nice with no despair. And then she starts piling in the despair using the uh, past of the ship. Yeah, there's been a lot of despair, but he's basically on the other side of it yeah. for most of the film. But, um... I guess it's a portrait of like, coming out of despair, I guess, if I want to sound arty. <laughs> Which isn't necessarily a fun thing. You can appreciate it, but... Uh, well, the other quote I've seen is that she was just trying to give you, like, the polar opposite of films like Interstellar, which have a very hopeful vision <laughs> of, like, traveling out into space on your own. And this is just, like, like being locked in a box with 20 people for a year is going to result in horrible things happening. Exactly. So it's a, it's, it's, it is a slow film, and it, uh, but... It is a dark film. You do not watch this for a lark. Nope. <laughs> but it... That doesn't necessarily make it a bad film. No, it, 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 what it's doing, it definitely delivers on. Well, yeah, is, is the criterion for success, does it achieve what it sets out to achieve? Mm. Because then you have to ask the question, well, do you want it to achieve that? Yeah. But... Our next film was going to be Silent Running. Right. Um, I pushed it because watching this... I. We'll get to, it's you won't have to deal with as much like blood and semen in that one, but it's similarly dark, I'd say, in a more like seventies yeah, sort of way. But it's also a, like alone on a spaceship, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, well, some dark things do happen in that movie, mm. so. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy to wait for it. It's just definitely one that needs to be on the list. <laughs> I untangled the plot a little bit. Um, I wasn't smart enough to do this, like, in a nonlinear fashion, so I'm kind of going to hit it linearly today. Okay. Are you ready for that? Engage. What may be the present, or a soon-to-come future, a young man by the name of Monty, who we will assume can grow up to be a handsome Robert Patterson, Pattinson, Patterson, Patterson, I wrote Patterson, Pattinson. Yeah, you wrote Patterson every single time. I know. Kills a friend because I thought that's actually how you spelled it. Anyway, he kills a friend because that friend killed a dog. That may be justifiable? 
In John any Wick killed a lot of people over a dog. <laughs> in any case, that lands him on a boxy spaceship with a bunch of other convicted ruffians to extract energy from a distant black hole. Roughest among these ruffians is Dr. Dibbs. She may be king shit of this fuck mountain, but she had to murder her family to do so. And her mission is to artificially inseminate a few of these folks to make a decanted space baby. The trouble is, sex between inmates is prohibited, though all are allowed to take as many rides on the space dildo as they wish. One convict apparently doesn't get enough from the space dildo, tries to rape a ginger gal, and then gets capped, as he should. Our man Monty, however, abstains from anything spermy. He is like a monk. But Dr. Dibbs is down with irony and uses space roofies to get Monty's seed into that aforementioned ginger gal, who I probably would have had a massive crush on at age 15, but now looks a touch strung out. Possibly because she's a convict on a spaceship who also rides the space dildo. Space dildo or not, the rest of the crew dies to this cause or the other, including the gardener who was unjustly convicted for rapping for outcast. The result of that artificial insemination, Willow, grows from infant to teenage with only the company of the fool, Monty. Once father and daughter reach that black hole, daughter wants to see what's out there. They do so in a shuttlecraft aimed for the black hole and their fate is... Well, kind of confusing. I guess they step into the spaghettified light or something. Dildo. <laughs> That'd be, that, that's the alternate title for this movie. The Box. <laughs> no, no, Space Dildo. No, no, but that's what they called it. Oh, I know the they box. call it The Box. That wouldn't make a good movie name. That's why no. this movie's not called The Box. No. Nope. Although, you know, that could have like dual meanings. Oh, it's deep. Yeah. Space Dildo could too. That's yeah. awesome. Could just be a rocket ship. <laughs> but no, it's a literal Space Dildo. <laughs> <laughs> like a furry one with a tail? <laughs> yeah, well get in that we'll talk design on this one definitely let's do actors first because okay. the, yeah the uh robert pattinson I'll, i i think until yesterday i literally thought it was patterson yeah robert pattinson batman batman he's our new batman really yep when did this happen it's not out yet but he's currently filming batman seriously yeah okay he's playing the batman i just read um zero year are you familiar with that it's zero? Supposed, yeah it was Is it a, before year one yeah, it's him just getting started as Batman. Uh, Scott Schneider and Greg Capullo's artist, maybe. Right. I, I told you I have his Kindle Unlimited, so yeah. yeah. Um, I I can see it. So you say Robert Pattinson, Bruce Wayne, it sounds stupid. However, in Zero Year, he gets Alfred like shave his head when he first goes out. He doesn't have the bat suit, but hmm. and and he goes through most, even when he starts being Batman, he still has a shaved head look as Bruce Wayne. That fits in quite. That that looks like a Pat Pattinson look. Well, Pattinson is most famous for having like hair. Yeah. When he's like Twilight Pattinson. Yeah. Well, him and, and this... he's got a strong jaw. Yeah. Him in this movie, him in this movie definitely could fit that Bruce Wayne pretty yeah. well. Yeah, I don't think it's unreal. It's just people have got it in the head like, oh, the Twilight guy, no way. That's that's why he's fascinating though. He's a pretty good actor. Yeah. And <laughs> he's also got the good sense to hate Twilight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote I wrote very soon in my notes, um, it was like, uh I'm assuming Pattinson's crimes were the Twilight movies. That's why he's on the ship. Yeah, I think that's before we got the flashback to the dog. But how 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 much exposure have you had to Twilight? Very little. I was married in two thousand seven. The first movie is two thousand eight. Okay. Once you're married, they, they can't be dragged out. Uh, my wife's friend did give her the book, and I think maybe she read it, but maybe she didn't like it so much. So okay, I have pretty much zero. I I just I know it's a thing. I know he's a thing. I know most love stories, including this one, are better love stories than Twilight. 
So I had an ex who was super into it. So I've read all the books, seen all the films. Um, but the crazy thing is, it's not just that it's bad. Because it's, eh, you know, it's teen romance. It's got a lot of, you know, longing, whatever. It's a really unhealthy, abusive relationship that it d- depicts. Mm. Like, he's, like, 100 years older than her, constantly gaslighting her being... A, um, there's a podcast. I'm going to recommend another podcast right now. If you are someone who had to endure Twilight, um, check out Summer Twilight Book Club. It's a podcast by two, um, I think they're social workers. Like, they... And they properly dive into why these books are fucked up. Like, they're two women who were big fans in their teenage years going back to these books and properly explaining, you know, everything that's wrong with them. <laughs> well, the doc in this movie is quite abusive, but she doesn't right, but really have a... She, she be, doesn't, right? she's mental, and she doesn't have a relationship with anyone, to speak right. of. <laughs> Whereas Twilight is like it taught a generation of girls that that's how men are meant to behave. So I think my exposure to him is basically... Cedric Diggory in the Harry Potter movies, and this. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pretty good idea of Robert Pattinson, then. I think I should probably watch um, Lost City of ZZ, whatever it is. He's done a couple other films. I heard that was quite good. Right. Yeah. Although I, th- I heard that was good because I was like trying to look at his filmography preparing for this podcast. But that one is one where I'm like, hey, I think I actually want to watch that one. Oh, okay. I saw like one where he works in a circus or something as well. But I've, yeah, I've seen a lot of like interview content with him. And just he has a very dry sense of humor and very, he's very self-deprecating. Yeah. Someone was like, he, he literally had a quote where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not worried about playing the Batman because no one could hate me more than I hate myself. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, he's perfect for Batman. <laughs> like, yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure exactly where I'd put this movie. Actually, coming into this movie, somehow I got the impression it had quite bad reviews before I watched it. I watched it, and then when I went back, it seemed that actually reviews were pretty good for Yeah, I don't this. think it had bad reviews. I think it just, no one watched it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's <laughs> I think it. it flopped, but it doesn't mean it's reviewed poorly. Or so, it was it's definitely well-made, and it definitely has interesting ideas. I don't know if I like this movie, but I do like his acting. He's very good in this. Yeah, I... This is a good movie, but I also don't think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably where my chips fall. Yeah. So, I could definitely appreciate what's going on here, but it's not the sort of thing that I'm necessarily... It is worth talking about on Sci-Fi Sanctuary. There's no doubt about that, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, like, if anything that we say intrigues you, it is worth watching once. Because, like we say, everything that we say it does, it does very well. Just that those things it does are bum you out. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, lead actress... Uh, Julia Bichon, I, I, I Bichon, got this page open Bichon. because I don't know most of these actors. I can't pronounce her name, I think, is the issue. And I uh, do bring up her disco- discography or filmography because she's had a few notable roles in the Julia past. Julia Binoche? Oh, I was pretty close. Binoche? I don't know. Yeah, I see. I just can't say it. I, mm. I, I, but I can I. Yeah. Uh, she's got a few other notable Chocolate, roles. Chocolate, The English Patient, Who You Think I Am, The Truth, Damage. Chocolate there are films that I, I'm aware of, but I don't think I've seen any of these. I recognize her face. I mean, yeah, she's I've been at the Oscars, I suppose. Um, so when Andrew recommended this film to us, I think he wanted us to sort of compare her with um, Dr. Reinhardt in the Black Hole a little Wait, bit. Wait, she's in Godzilla 2014? Oh, yeah, she's the wife. She dies at the start. Oh, oh I thought you were <laughs> crying because of that, but you're sneezing. I thought it's sad that the wife died at the start. <laughs> Not especially. I know. It just I mean, I'm like sad that films keep doing that. It just looked like you were tearing up about yeah, yeah, yeah. but you were sneezing. So. <laughs> so, yeah, the two films I've seen her in are Godzilla and this. So. <laughs> there we go. I yeah. think I'd have the best impression of her filmography. but Yeah, well, I, I guess you would watch The English Patient in Chocolat, which I also have not watched. But I de- yeah, remember seeing her I face I remember existing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she's convin- a night of convincing, like, psychopath crazy here like you know that's that's the thing it's a strain of crazy that's a little too real yes yeah yeah yeah. yeah. she's not chewing any scenery or anything she's just doing awful things basically yeah and justifying them to herself um when is this movie set do you i said i don't think it gave us an answer for that the, the, the little bit we see on Earth, it does seem like kind of present day, making me think, I wonder if the idea is this is now and these are kind of secret little ships or something being uh, sent off. They I got about- the impression it's a bit future because it's like, oh, we're on a desperate search for power or something. Okay, there we go. But it definitely looks like now-ish Earth. Oh, yeah, and they're not doing... They're not... Um, they don't have, like, super-duper tech or anything at any point. Right. So it seems... It's set in the not-too-distant future, you know. Um, X-Men style. I, I should get back to a few of the actors. Uh, there's only one other actor that's on my mind. Are you thinking Andre 3000? Of course. 
<laughs> like, I forgot. I think I heard he was in this, and I forgot, and I didn't recognize him at first. I was like, hey, I like this guy. This is the first guy in the movie I like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's, he's charming in his couple scenes. Yeah, he's actually like him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, there's somebody, yeah, just a kind of. The rest were just, I guess, young actors. Yeah, they, I, I'm looking at them now. Like, um, got Mia Goth. Who was Boise, the ginger one? Yeah, they did. Um, they did put her in the publicity when they were like announced the making of this. Uh, does she have another notable? No, I looked up. There's nothing I knew. They just stuck her name in there. She's guess... done like she's done a lot of films, but they're all you know fairly small art house. Okay. Well, so is this one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. With, with, with a so few notable by this names. film's standards, she probably is around the level to be on the box, right? Okay, there you go. She had a big role. Um... Do movies still have boxes? They have po- I, well, I guess they have posters. Yeah. They do still get made into DVDs. Yeah, that's true. Not necessarily many people buying them, but... The last... I bought a Blu-ray. The last one I bought was a Mission Impossible um, Rogue Nation. That's a good movie. And last that was one a- I bought was Detective Pikachu. There you go. But that was... I realized when I bought it, that was like the first disc I'd bought like in two years. Because <laughs> I used to have a wild DVD Blu-ray buying habit. <laughs> Well, I'm the maniac who's lived in this apartment for 18 months and still hasn't got his internet. Yeah. See, 15 <laughs> years ago, if this movie came out 15 years ago, I would have like gone down to like the Best Buy and it would have been the new release. Oh, that looks interesting. Just bought it. Right. Because I was, yeah. I guess that's... But would you? Because it sounds like no one did. Like, I... would you? Was it even like on the shelves? Was it I... pushed? In 15 years ago, they would have had it. I guess, yeah. Now they wouldn't. Now they just have the, the maybe the five, you know, big releases, but... You, 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 I mean, we used to have, like, the Borders books and the Barnes & Nobles, and you could find stuff, and you, you can't... The brick-and-mortar shops in America, apparently, are, like, like super dead. Right. I could still stroll into a Tower Records here and wait to Japan. It's nice, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, well, people are a bit less willing to use cards and stuff, so I guess that's keeping online at bay a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's just cheaper to keep a shop open here. Is it? I guess, people it, seem to have these shops that don't make any business, but, but they're constantly open. So. Yeah, they've made they've made a good deal with the mob, I guess. Well, I think it's just once you once you, a lot of the buildings just stay in the family or whatever. It's not the rent's not so high or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some shops. I'm like, how do they stay open? But yeah. I'll be back in the high life again. All the doors I close one time will open up again. Space dildo up the bum. Space dildo up the batch. Space dildo in my mouth. Space dildo on the spaceship. That should be the name of this movie. <laughs> if they if they named this movie Space Dildo, it would have been a hit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it would have been on the wrong shelves in the wrong theaters. It would have been funny, though, if they'd done that. And then loads of people go and pick it up. Like, oh, it's the fun meme movie. Let's get the boys together and watch it. And it's this depressing slog. <laughs> Because there are some dark, dark characters. Yes. Um, so listen, the main character, Monty, like you said, he did commit a crime at the start or whatever. He doesn't come across as a particularly dark character. No, he got processed by the system in like some gnarly ways. Because he's shown to be, what, 10 or 12 when he commits his crime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, he's, like you said, he's doing his best in this film. He's like got a vow of celibacy or whatever. Yeah. Well, no, it's not like a vow, because he says, like, he used to use it. Right. And he just, like, set himself free from that or whatever. He's just repeatedly handed the worst possible circumstances over and over again. And but he does it with a pretty positive attitude. Yeah, he's pretty stoic about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't um, eat shit, don't drink piss. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we already mentioned we like Andre, although he doesn't do anything except... You only had, like, two or three scenes, He just spits right? a little, like, 
you know, philo- Zen philosophy, more or yeah, less, because yeah, yeah. he's groovy in his garden. Um, the rest, let's see, we, ha- we have the, the rapist who gets capped very quickly. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, stabbed in the face. Yeah, yeah that's the way you do well, it. Well, okay, so we have... Um, well, okay, let's just talk about the doctor. I was... That was obviously where we're going. I was just making sure we right, cover Right, but I was going to say, because we're talking about, like, very rare that a film seriously depicts a male being raped. Yeah. <laughs> that's ex- Like, that's not taken seriously in today's culture. Like, it's films will still come out now, and the joke will be like, oh, you're going to get butt-raped in prison, son, and stuff like that. But you don't get the butt-raping scene so much. No, but you, you still, you get... And, like, I'm sure comedy still treat it as a joke if a man says a woman raped him, right? Mm. Like, oh, man, you can't be raped. You must have loved it, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's treated as a pretty dark, terrible act here, as it should be. Yeah, going back to Batman, there was um, several... When we were doing Batman, I said one of my favorite stories was uh, Masks in the Legends of the Dark Knight. And right before, right after, there was a story where... um, It was kind of a similar character where this... This woman had her son who was in, had, like, the robo-suit to go battle Batman. And the point was to capture Batman because she wanted to, like, basically steal the sperm. Huh. <laughs> and, and the same thing, there's a scene where um, it's like, oh, well, you're, you're, don't you think you'll like this or something? Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah. they kind of touched, I mean, they kind of made that pretty disturbing and creepy with Batman basically yeah. almost getting raped. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, well, um, every now and then when it comes up in the news... Any example of a female teacher sleeping with a student? The replies are just like, way, what a, that lad, go? he's living it. Yeah, I'd love so, that. So let me make a prediction then, now, since we're connecting the dots. Right. I mean, you know, we have all the information. This isn't a, compa- a conspiracy. It's all, you can find this on the internet, that the Robert Pattinson Batman movie will have Batman being raped. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because that's what, that's what they want in the DCU. <laughs> Better than anything else they put in the DCU. <laughs> Um, uh, See, you, I've just complained about people joking about male rape, and you've gone and done it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Batman connection. Hey, I made a good point with Batman before I got into it. Yeah, I'll let you off, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think, again, the, the suggestion for this film was to kind of pair up this mad scientist strolling towards a black hole with the other mad scientist strolling towards a black hole. Um, this so one, she's more real, but more less relatable. Yeah, more evil. <laughs> because, like... No, wait, Maximilian's the actor. What's his name? Reinhardt. Reinhardt. It's his... Um, he just wants to do the science. He's just got a big ego and an ambition or whatever, right? And it turns him into a scenery-chewing maniac. But his overall intention is not that evil, right? But then he does evil things in that. But Yeah, but how much does he do it? How much do the robots do it? You know, who is the, in charge? Him or Maximilian? Blah, blah, blah. The, but this, the ship's mission is to extract energy from a black hole, so she's just doing this for a lark. Yeah, yeah. Well, because she's as a criminal like them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she's just decided she's going to do all this horrendous stuff. So I guess they, they're putting the inmates in charge now. Yep. <laughs> Wait, is, there's no one else... There's no one who's not a criminal on the ship, right? That's the impression I get. Uh, the Even ca- the pilot or captain or whatever he was. Yeah, he, he, he's out of the picture pretty quickly. Yeah, he's killed by radiation. I yeah. can't tell if he was a... An, was it he or she? I can't even remember. I think it was a he, but... Um, was he was, again, wasn't in the film much. Yeah. <laughs> so she's basically in charge. Right. And she, so the inmates are... They don't have contact with her, they say? I don't think... she. He has to, like, file those reports, but I don't think he gets a reply. Right. Maybe they ran out of energy. I don't know. But, uh... So the, the mission was to go extract the energy and then, like, float on back? Oh, yeah. Well, just to test if they can extract energy, I think. Oh, right. But then they're at, so like, close to light speed, so the whole time dilation thing's an issue. Yeah, because he says something like, well, your son's dead. <laughs> yeah. So by the time they get back... Oh, okay. Anyway, that that's... Were they supposed to repopulate the Earth? Is that why she's doing spunk experiments? I don't think so. Okay. You don't want a spaceship full of criminals to repopulate the Earth. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe it's just like, oh, we are eventually going to run out of energy. Maybe it's not like a pressing concern. So it could be today, because that's yeah. what people say today. Yeah. Send out your secret spaceship. Well, that's kind of the plot of uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, okay. He says that energy's going to run in a thousand years, and then he does something insane and releases a dragon or whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, she's just 
there's nothing particularly likable. Reinhardt's likable in the scenery cheering way. Yeah, you enjoy watching him. You wouldn't like necessarily to be on his spaceship, but she's just slithering. Yeah, she on makes your skin crawl like the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, there is the rest of the cast, right? You know, there's the other women like I can't remember her name, Boise and uh, wasn't Manson? Boyce? But they're just they're like there to die basically. They're the red shirts. Oh yeah. Um, there is of course Willow. Yes. The child. For a lot of the film is just a baby, but we do see teenage Willow. Yeah, that actually kind of threw me off. I had to kind of stop and like check because like, who is this? Right. <laughs> like, because he they he doesn't noticeably age that much. So. Well, he's in space. There's no sun to wrinkle him. No gravity. Well, there is gravity. I'm pretty but... sure you age in space, man. Yeah. Okay. You probably do. <laughs> anyway, that was part of the throw off. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> So it had to kind of work. It took me a minute or two to work that out. And I think I actually had to go back and take it and take that one more time. Mm. But, um, that, if there is, she's not bad, but if there is an acting weak point, it's probably her. I guess in a film with like lots of understated, very dark performances, it's going to be difficult for a child actor to fit in, right? Yeah. But she just kind of stands out a bit. But yeah, I don't, I don't remember her being bad. She's not bad, but it's just... Uh, I guess everyone else has such a bleak tone that, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just a sort of child actor line reads, but then, basically. But then Andre, he, he, he's per- perfectly affable and doesn't break the spell. That's true. But he's older, so maybe yeah. that's why. I don't know. Well, he's, he's affable, but he's still, like, kind of looking on the bright side of a terrible situation. He's still, like, within the tone. Right, where in Willow's case, it's the only situation she knows, so... Yeah. Yeah, which they don't really explore that much, but that's a pretty dark life she's had there. Yeah, well, she's seen, well again, she's found the positive, cause basically because that's her life, I guess. She doesn't know any better. Yeah. They got that hip garden in the middle of the ship. Yep. I guess we're going to talk about stuff like that. Mm. I haven't even talked about the most important character yet. What's that? Space Dildo! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about that as a character, are we? <laughs> you know, it's a pretty prominent role in the film, this box. <laughs> do, you, do you want to describe it? You have a better visual memory of it than I do. It's like... It's like a Sibian covered in a, fro- a throw blanket that you sort of... You hold onto some handrails above you and ride it, but then it also has like a fluffy tail that it caresses your butt with. <laughs> So, like, there's, there are a large number of, like, nude sexual scenes in this film, but it is impossible to be aroused by them because it's so depressing. <laughs> it would be like trying to wank to the shower scenes in Schindler's List. It's very bad car. Yeah, like this. <laughs> sure, you can see a boob, but sometimes, you know, it's not a happy boob. No, these are not happy boobs in this movie. And then, what, the, the, the rapist dude runs around naked for, like, five minutes and... You know, I, I guess he's a, a fit dude, but he's doing horrible things, dies in a justifiably horrible way, and it's a horrifying scene. Yeah. <laughs> so no one's really going to enjoy that. Yeah, I, I don't even know if there was a non-horrifying scene. <laughs> I guess you get some shots of people enjoying themselves on box. That's a thing people are into. Yeah. Gardening calms people, I think. Yeah, but gardening doesn't make me horny. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you said calming. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, sometimes t- I feel calm afterwards. Yeah, you're, you're, you're into getting the rocks off thing, but uh, <laughs> that's cool. I don't know, some people probably get the rocks off in the garden. Yeah. Well, not probably, I'm sure somebody does. Oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> that's what they're for, right? Everywhere, everywhere someone's into. Yep. <laughs> Go on then, what's your weirdest? Huh? What's your best? Laundromat. Hi. Changing room. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do we mean alone or with somebody? With somebody. Okay, laundromat. All right. Just making sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> that'd be real lame if I just wanked in the changing room. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was checking it and making sure you didn't think the same thing about the laundromat. <laughs> 
But yeah, you got to wait for your laundry. You got to do something, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then when you ruin your pants, you can just chuck them in with the next load. <laughs> See, it's efficient, man. I'm producing a load while I wash a load. <laughs> wait, is the elevator less weird or more weird? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I mean, elevators are. It's a short period of time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to get into the explanation here, but it makes more sense with an explanation. Okay. Mm, but it's not an interesting Oh, were you one. in a cool trapped elevator situation? No, it's not that situation. Oh, okay. That's why I said it would take a while to explain. It's not right. actually that interesting. So, um, right. I'll just leave everyone in the dark and they can use their imagination because that will be more interesting than the story I would tell that would take too long. We don't um, say elevator that. in the UK. Lift? Yeah. yeah. And you know what one of the major brands is? Right. Schindler. Lift <laughs> That's a real thing. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. There's also two Schindler's List jokes in one episode. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in context, they both like made sense, right? But mm. still. Well, we're just we're trying to give you the tone of this movie if you're going to watch High Life. Yeah, I guess. Uh, atrocities in the future. I guess there are less deaths than most of the and the death. Well, you know, we know some of the convicts, you know, weren't too bad. I mean, they're just putting anyone on the ship, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like the level of their crimes seems pretty desperate. Yeah, one guy was just what screaming from a car, was it? I'm not sure. Okay. There's a lot of flashbacks, and you kind of have to work it as it goes. So it's yeah, not, it's not very obvious when you first see, it, and then the way when I saw that, that fits here. Yeah. Yep. Non-linear storytelling. See, this is the sort of film which probably does benefit from a second watch. But I really don't want to give it one. <laughs> hey, just work it out in your head. Yeah, yep. that's, that's what I did. Um, Volvo, they're boxy, but they're good. What do you think of this ship design? I feel like it's intentionally shit. Yeah, but like, <laughs> at least it's memorable, right? Yeah, it's, it, it looks like a floating file cabinet. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I have... Apart from maybe a ball cube, I've not really seen anything like it. Yeah. One of the criticisms, that, well, from a distance, I said, yeah, it looks like a board cube. <laughs> Close up, it looks like a filing desk. Yeah, because it's a bit longer. But it's that, got like a booster yep. at the back. One of the, one of the things, uh, one of the critiques of this movie is like, oh, but uh, all the sets just look like an office building, which I don't think is true. I think they did actually do some kind of cool, like, inside design. But it is very kind of utilitarian and bleak, which was the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it all makes sense. Um, I mean, I don't know. What space films don't just look like an office building or a cockpit? They look more like resort cruises or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, what space film do you look at the interiors and think, well, this is definitely a spaceship? Because, obviously, all of them are shot in a freaking set, so... Yeah. There's are there sound stages. Yeah, yeah, But still, which one... Are there many where you, like, you look at each like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm on a spaceship. Apollo 11. Yeah, because they're, they, they're all shot on the vomit comet. Right? Exactly. They took the, so they basically were in space. Well, yeah, I guess if you're going to give it gravity, it's just going to look like Earth. And that's why they do that in films, right? Because it's cheaper. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that's a dumb complaint. Although artificial gravity does make a whole lot more sense on a spaceship that looks like a box. And Everything goes down. Going one direction all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One direction. They could have cast one direction in this film. That would have been fun. They, when they're trying to get edgy. Well, um, Harry Styles was in Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so he was, but he's not in it much, is he? Nah, and he doesn't do the best job. I mean, yeah. he doesn't do a bad job, but... I'm just riffing words anyway. I don't know anything about One Direction. Well, we, got, we need to riff words. It's all good. <laughs> um, oh, the spacesuits are kind of weird. Yeah, but again, they fit that, like, everything's a bit shoddy because no one cares about these people aesthetic. Yeah, they're very cosmonaut-looking, like yeah, yeah. the, the Volstock... Yeah, I got a real cosmonaut vibe 60s from them. ones that you would... Um, I, I also it's, it's a European director, right? European right. team, so it's just a bit more of a European spacesuit. I think the same critique that called it an office building also pointed out that when they're in space, the helmets have not inflated. Although that could have been when he was shoving the dead bodies out the door, in which they case, why wouldn't they be? Yeah, yeah, why wouldn't they? Why would they be inflated? Yep. That was I a can't really remember how his looked. I don't remember it being noticeably floppy or anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I do imagine that um, trying to do uh, a EVA with a baby screaming in your comm has to be a wild ride. Yeah, yeah I mean, it kind of fucks him up. <laughs> his spanner or whatever it was. <laughs> exactly. Can't get another one at the Walmart. <laughs> Why didn't he just 
Well, I guess you can't just mute the baby, can you? <laughs> I guess he'd feel like a bad dad if he did that. Yep. But he probably should have muted the baby. Maybe but maybe, well, yeah, I mean, it's not like he's been given top-range control over the top-range kit, has he? He's just got to make do with what he's got. I mean, NASA astronauts can't just turn off their comm like, can they? I would assume not. I mean, in the spaceship they can, but in the suit, I would imagine they can't. I don't know, they got, like, a button pad on the front. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, would, I would imagine they're advised not to. <laughs> <laughs> Do not play with the buttons. <laughs> no matter... Why'd you put them there? <laughs> we can play with them. You're not allowed to. <laughs> there we go. See, being an astronaut's dark. That's what this movie's telling us. Yeah. Base is, you know, big and scary. Okay, we got the... McCoy kind of had a point. Yeah, we got the ship. We got the suits. We Very utilitarian garden. design, but kind of cool. We we got space dildo in some. Yep. I guess that's the chief design. Everyone's point. got space dildo in them. <laughs> <laughs> How? You mean on this ship? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. No, I'm not just saying everyone on Earth currently has a space dildo in them. I know. That's why I was trying to well, work out. Well, I mean, out. like you know, like all atoms come from stars, Matt, and there is stuff in your butt right now. So in a way, you've got space dildo in you. We are all made of stars. <laughs> We're all made of space dildos. <laughs> That's we all what, came out of a vagina. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what Carl Sagan should have said. We're all made of space dildos. I hope Andrew is happy with all this space dildo chat from the episode he recommended. No, I told him this was going to be all about Robert Pattinson and space dildos. And well, the film's all about Robert Pattinson and space dildos. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> than a dong you're all so kind of long and <laughs> fuzzy <laughs> you opened two segments with your song man. I know. well last time I couldn't think of lyrics <laughs> um, will this will, will people remember this movie in ten years time I did bring up people who saw this movie probably will <laughs> oh I don't know I've seen, probably seen a lot of just dark, weird films and forgotten about them. Yeah. I guess that's why I brought up uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. I might even be getting a title wrong, but I felt like that was a similarly freaky, dark one from 2012. And it's... I didn't see all of it, I think I said, too. But um, mm. it's still in my mind because it's so freaking weird. This could, this could stick in... Yeah, this will stick in minds because it's so freaking weird. It's weird plot-wise, right? But it's shot in a very dry way. Again, like the spaceship. There's spaceship's... no wacky effects. There's not really any wacky performances, mm. effects. Like it's... the spaceship is bland, right? Yeah. So the cinematography is kind of like, you know, everything is drab and dull. Yeah. The color, it's, it's, everything's brown and like maybe a little bit of like olive green. Mm. So there's not, apart from space tilto, <laughs> there's not really like a memorable image. That's that was like... colorful, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and a... <laughs> A woman writhing on top of a weird furry blob. <laughs> but other than that, there's not much in the way of, like, arresting imagery, right? Mm. So I don't know how much it will stick in the mind. It is something that would... Like, I said I haven't really seen Robert Pattinson in much stuff because he seems to make, like, relatively good drama film choices uh, post-Twilight. Right. But Twilight's a genre film. This is a genre film, so it might have a little bit of a connective effect there. Yeah, maybe. I guess if someone's like, oh, I guess I'll watch... Like, maybe, like, Batman fans. Like, I guess I want to watch a Pattinson film. I don't want to watch Twilight. Should and I watch this sci-fi one that he did? In Batman? So he's got some sci-fi. This is pretty recent. It could get yeah, a little it could, traction. It could, you know, a couple people could see it. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to make a huge wave. I think the director herself is going to be remembered. Mm. And as I understand it, she's done a lot of films which are also, like... Very impressive tonally. Right. 
So this will just be like the, the... It'll just be one of the feathers in her cap. It's not going to be. Yeah. I guess I'm just looking if there's... There, there are some very, you know, boundary... A lot of boundary pushing things here. Are we pushing any notable boundaries that people will keep in mind later on? Well, the only one, like I mentioned, is just the fact that it deals with sexual assault very maturely. Mm. Seriously, including when it's a woman performing sexual assault on a male. Yeah, it goes both ways and it looks horrible and all, yeah. all, from all angles. Yes. I think is. Also, I wonder maybe some of the, like, the less familiar actors... I hope this is a stepping stone for them. Yeah, if, if, yeah. Uh, I, again, I think the only actor who felt a little weird was Willow, and like you said, child actor, and has an excuse by growing up in such a bizarre situation yeah. with one person. Um, yeah, oh, the Forbidden Plant, the other thing is the daughter growing up completely with her father. Right. Uh, this is a very different take on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Forbidden Planet just treats it as fine, and she just it's taken away by... The spaceman at the end. Where this is very like, yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah. Well, also in that case, that was the daughter of the not quite mad, but somewhat mad scientist. Whereas here, the mad scientist is a different entity. She created this child, but neither part of it is hers. And she forgot to ask people first. Yeah, that's a terrible way of putting it. She didn't really forget, did she? (laughs) Are you Jeffrey Epstein's lawyer? He realized later it was a problem, right? I realized I said Jeffrey Epstein. I meant to say, um, what's the producer rapist? Oh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was I was working on the because it never happened, right? The court case didn't happen with Epstein. Yeah. Right. So yeah, he didn't know at the time. Later he found out, and then he felt bad. So kind of bad, and and then he took his yacht somewhere. So you know what else it's he did okay. Know? What's that? That he was going to die because <laughs> he didn't kill himself. <laughs> I, I, I think well, he's probably living in the, the mysterious land in the center of Greenland where all elites go to be forgotten about. <laughs> okay. The land that time forgot. Yeah. <laughs> he, lives he lives with animated dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. He lives now. with the dinosaurs because dinosaurs were cancelled. <laughs> Dinosaurs were here like 200 years ago, man. The mud flood, it just uh, changed all of our ideas about that. The land where crimes are forgot. (laughs) The land where criminals go to be forgotten. Is this one of your mad conspiracies or one that you've heard somewhere? A mixture of several of those. I mean, I'm sure the dinosaur bit was us. Yeah, that was us. (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein living in the savage land. Uh, produced by Harvey Weinstein. Whew. And that's, that's, that's reality, man. That's like this movie. It may be sci-fi, but there's too much reality in the it's end. It's very real. <laughs> it's why we've struggled, really, to talk about it effectively, right? We're not the guys to talk about this. No, space- As a sci-fi <laughs> film, yeah, it's got a cubic spaceship and a space dildo. Other than that, <laughs> this is just like a really deep, dark dive into the terrible things human beings do when you leave them in a box, right? And if you want to take a deep, dark dive into the... Uh, I'm kind of ending. Is that cool? We should have ended some time ago. If you ago. want to take a deep, dark dive into the world of Matt and Luke's sci-fi sanctuary, you could go to... MLSFS Pod on Twitter. Search for Matt and Luke's sci-fi sanctuary on Facebook. Also, we're on YouTube. We're on whatever platform you're currently using to listen to this podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you rate and review. Five stars only. And come back next time for a film that we actually like, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> or at least doesn't make us feel unclean inside. Yeah, I feel somewhat uncomfortable talking about this. <laughs> you can find Luke talking at... Oh, I was very deliberately not going to plug that on this one. You didn't let me finish my sentence. Okay. You can find Luke talking about space dildos if you search for space dildos. <laughs> <laughs> my new website, spacedildos.com. <laughs> Hey, don't go there. <laughs> it definitely exists, right? Yeah. I'm looking mm-hmm. it up. Okay. Right now. I'll, 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 I, I make music, though. It, it could be dark. It could be not dark. I don't think I... I have not... I did not record a Space Dildo song, but that is at rovingsagemedia.bandcamp.com, and there's lots of music there. I don't even put dirty words into most of my music. Huh. What'd you find? It's just loading now. Space Dildo... Oh, this site can't be reached. Well, that's space dildos. I'll try space dildo. Okay. Just one now. Yeah. That makes more sense, one I guess. One only space dildo. 
No, it's just trying to sell me the URL. Oh, well. Hey! It's <laughs> available! <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, this is... If it was been... cheap, I would have bought it and made it redirect to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has been Space Dildo. I'm Space. <laughs> I'm Dildo. <laughs> and you can get the fuck out of our Space Dildo. <laughs> Oh,